welcome to the 88th episode of the podcast F4. We're calling it that since it's easier to say than food and frightening film fanatics. Before we get started, our usual disclaimer, heavy spoilers ahead, turn back now if you haven't seen these movies. This week we're talking about the Cat People franchise. There are three movies total in the series. The first is Cat People from 1942, directed by Jacques Tremue, written by DeWitt Bodine, produced by Val Luton, and he was the head of the horror unit at RKO, and this was his first horror film. He also produced um, I Walk with a Zombie, uh, Leopard Man, The Seventh Victim, The Ghost Ship, and all of those were... um, released in 1943, and we'll talk about a little more about him later. Uh, this movie stars Simone Simon as Arena, Kent Smith as Oliver, Jane Rudolph as Alice, and the runtime is 73 minutes. The budget was somewhere around $135 million, and this film was created originally as a B-movie. Next up, Curse of the Cat People from 1944, directed by Gunther von Frisk and Robert Weiss, produced again by Val Luton. Uh, returning are the actors Kent Smith, Jane Rudolph, and Simone Simon. Um, this movie is only 70 minutes long and had a budget of $212,000. And lastly, the Cat People remake or you might want to call it a spinoff instead of a remake, from 1982, directed by Paul Schrader, produced by Charles uh, Fries. Excuse me, screenplay by Alan Ormsby, starring Natasha Kinski, Malcolm McDonald, John Hurd, Annette O'Toole, Ruby D, Ed Begley Jr., and David Bowie sings the theme song. The budget, there's a big difference, Between the original and the remake, the budget here, $12.5 million and had a box office of $21 million. Where to find these movies? Shudder currently is um, showing a series of movies called the Val Luton Collection and includes the previous movies I listed as well as uh, Cat People and Curse of the Cat People. Um, you can find the Cat People 1982 on Amazon for $4 or on the other usual places, YouTube, Google Play, or Vudu for the same amount. Rotten Tomatoes scores. Cat People 1942. Critics gave it a 91. Audiences gave it a 73. So critics really like it. Curse of the Cat People. Critics gave it an 88. Audiences gave it a 66. So again, pretty high. And the Cat People remake from 1982, critics gave it a 61, audiences gave it a 46. So, uh, quite a dip there in the approval rating. I'll go over the plot a little bit. Uh, As usual, I'll just do the brief IMDb synopsis and then just talk about uh, generally the plot. So, Cat People 1942, IMDb says... An American man marries a Serbian immigrant who fears that she will turn into a cat person, oh, the cat person of her hometown's, let me start this again. An American man marries a Serbian immigrant who fears that she will turn into the cat person of her homeland's fables if they are intimate. So that's really it in a nutshell. 
The guy who doesn't have much personality is named Oliver. He sees a woman sketching a panther or a leopard at the zoo, and that's Irena. He walks her home. She invites him in. They end up getting married, but they never consummate the marriage. Irena is afraid, as we said, that she is descended from the ancestors in Serbia who worshipped the devil and turned into panthers when they got excited. Is Irena crazy or is it true? When Alice, who's Oliver's uh, BFF from work, starts to be stalked, we're not sure. This movie is known for what may be the first jump scare in a film. It's also famous for doing a lot with a very small budget. Everything is inferred with shadows or um, suspenseful scenes. If you're expecting to see a panther eat someone, you're going to be disappointed. Everything is implied. So that's the basic plot there. Next up, Curse of the Cat People. IMDb says, The young friendless daughter of Oliver and Alice Reed befriends her father's dead wife and an aging reclusive actress. Those are two different people. This is a strange sequel because it really has nothing to do with the first film except that the three lead characters return um, and also Elizabeth Russell, who had a very quick cameo, just one scene in the original movie. She's also back. Um, the other three characters are supposed to be the same people from the first movie. But this is not a horror movie. It's really about a little girl who lives in a dream world and wants a friend. And she ends up with a friend uh, when, I guess it's the spirit of Irina comes back to her. I don't really know. Um, I don't think she's alive. Uh, anyway, the only reason this is a sequel is because the studio wanted to try to make some money off of the success of the first movie. And we will tell you later what Val Luton wanted to call this film instead, since it's really not related. So no panthers, no cat people in this movie. Next up, the Cat People remake from 1982. IMDb says, A young woman's sexual awakening brings horror when she discovers her urges transform her into a monstrous black leopard. This is a different interpretation of the first film in that the Cat People have to mate with their brother or sister in order to be able to turn back into a human after they do the deed. Otherwise, they will remain a panther, leopard, or cat forever. Um, but Natasha Kinski, who is estranged from her brother, and he finds her, and she does not want to have sex with him, because that's icky. Uh, the flashbacks to the orange world, the ancient world where the panther ancestors lived, is pretty cool. I like the New Orleans setting as the backdrop for the present-day scenes. That's where uh, her brother lives. Poor Natasha Kinski spends like half of this film naked. Uh, so it must, she must have been cold. Um, I think she does a good job in uh, portraying a, can a panther. She walks like a cat. So I think she did a good job. Um, Malcolm McDowell, even though I like him, not so much cat-like to me anyway even though I really like him as an actor and in this movie 
you will get to see some panther transformations. So that's it for really the three movies in a nutshell. I wanted to go over some of the just basic trivia because some of it's interesting. Um, the first cat people, the horror movie technique of slowly building tension to a jarring shock, which turns out to be something completely harmless and benign, became known as the Luton Bus after a famous scene in this movie. And the technique is, and the scene is when um, Alice thinks she's being chased by someone and she starts walking really quickly. And just to find out, oh, this is just a bus passing by. Um, and this technique is also referred to as the cat scare, as off-screen noises are often revealed to be startled, harmless cats. The film was in theaters for so long that the critics who originally bashed the film were able to see it again, and many rewrote their reviews with a more positive spin the second time around. Because of the incredibly tight budget, sets from Orwin, Orson Welles, The Magnificent Ambersons, uh, released in 1942, were reused. When the Catwoman, played here in an uncredited role by Elizabeth Russell, who I just mentioned, speaks to Irina in Serbian and calls her my sister, Russell's dialogue is dubbed by Simone Simon. The suits at Archie. RKO were reportedly dubious about the finished film. It was too subtle and possibly not overt enough to complete to compete with Universal's brand of horror. Because you know Universal had all those monsters. Film was such a hit at the box office. The release of the next two Luton films, I Walked with a Zombie and Leopard Man, were delayed. Near the end of the filming, two units were shooting around the clock to speed completion of the film. During the night, one unit would film the animals for the Central Park sequence, while during the day, the other unit would be working with the actors. This movie was filmed in 18 days. The opening credits end with a quote attributed to Dr. Lewis Judd, which is the name of the psychiatrist character in the movie. I didn't mention him. He's not very interesting. RKO gave Val Luton only $150,000 to make the movie, resulting in creative producing. This forced many of the scenes requiring special effects to be done in shadows, which many believed increased the suspense of the film. When studio executives insisted that more footage of the Panther be included in the movie, Luton was able to maintain the budget and the suspense of the film by limiting how many scenes the Panther could be visibly seen in and by telling the cinematographer to keep the Panther in the shadows. Thus, the Panther was only visible in the office and zoo cage scenes. Val Luton came very close to being fired after three days of shooting. Louis Ostraw, the head of RKO's uh, B unit had looked at the first three days of rushes and was not happy with what he saw. He wanted Luton out. He was ultimately overruled by RKO Chief Charles Kerner, who was happy with Luton's work and wanted him to continue. The Central Park Zoo set had previously been used in numerous RKO productions, including several Fred Astaire Ginger Rogers musicals. 
Val Luton reportedly sought Simone Simon for this film after seeing her performance in The Devil and Daniel, Daniel Webster in the previous year. The Black Leopard Dynamite appeared in another film by the same producers and directors, The Leopard Man. Uh, Val Luton originally wanted to adapt uh, Algernon Blackwood's short story Ancient Sorceries. However, since the film... Since the story was set in a French village in the 19th century, the costume and set cost would have gone over budget. Um, instead, he went with this story and added some of the themes from um, that one. This film is included on Roger Ebert's Great Movies list. And her scene... Elizabeth Russell is very reminiscent of Julie Newmar in her role in the original Cat Ask the original Catwoman in the TV series Batman, which aired in 1966. Interestingly enough, Russell's part is credited as quote the Catwoman. It leaves one to wonder whether the producers of Batman were indeed inspired by this lady when casting their similar role. This movie is included among the 1,001 movies you should see before you die by Steven Snyder. And the film is part of the Criterion Collection, spine number 833. Now to Curse of the Cat People. The actor who played Edward is known as Sir Lancelot. He was a major presence in the um, Calypso scene and popularized it in the United States. One of his songs, Shame and Scandal, is performed in Luton's I Walked with the Zombie. The theme within this film, a child believed to be on the verge of insanity because she lives in a fantasy world, was personal to producer Val Luton, who behaved in a similar way as a child. His wife has said that she felt he never truly came back to the real world as an adult. Although this sequel to Cat People is said to have nothing to do with the original film, in reality it is a continuation in the sense that the same actors play the same characters, uh, Oliver Reed and Alice Moore, who fell in love at the end of the previous movies. They are here, married, and have a daughter. Also, Irina, who was the first Mrs. Reed, plays a prominent role in this story. However, this film has nothing whatsoever to do with cat people of the original movie, nor with any curse, as I already said. The Magic Mailbox Tree fantasy, uh, told by Amy... To Amy, by her dad, mirrors the story Val Luton's dad told him when he was a kid only Luton had put his sister's birthday party invites in the tree, not his own, as Amy did in the film. The tension between Amy and her father, according to commentary by Gregory Mank, mirrors the real love-hate relationship between Luton and his daughter, Nina. Robert Weiss's first directorial Directorial screen credit after he was called in to finish what was going to be short subject director Gunther von Frisk's first feature film. Frisk had fallen behind schedule and was replaced by Weiss, and the film was completed nine days behind schedule and over budget. According to screenwriter DeWitt uh, Bodine, Val Luton wanted to call the film, quote, Amy and Her Friend, which is a prominent uh, sentence that Amy says at one point. However, RKO executives insisted on using cat people name to attract fans of cat people. 
as we said, because of its box office success. The poem quoted by Miss Callahan is The Unseen Playmate by Robert Louis Stevenson from A Child's Garden of Verses from 1913. The painting featured featuring a cat and a child shown in the Reed's house is described as Irina's favorite piece of art. It is actually Francisco Goya's work, Don Manuel Osorio, and I'm sure you've seen it before. It's got like a little kid that's dressed up in a, I don't know what, some sort of fancy little outfit, and a cat. Irina is Serbian in origin as shown on the precursor Cat People, yet sings a traditional French Christmas carol to Amy. This is because actress Simone Simon was French. Although Luton was known for his thrift as a movie producer, Curse of the Cat People ran 40% over budget. Um, The story that Julie Farrow performs for Amy is Washington Irving's The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow is north of Terrytown, where the Reed family lives in this movie. And lastly, The Cat People We Make. Remake. As said before, David Bowie did the theme song. It's officially called Putting Out the Fire and was also heard in the movie Inglorious Bastards. I wanted to play it for you. Um, I think it's a really good song. I like it. So here you go. Here's Putting Out the Fire with Gasoline by David Bowie.
By his own admission, director David Schrader says that one day he got so stoned on the set he refused to come out of his trailer. A whole day's filming was lost. Director Paul Schrader and lead actress Natasha Kinski had an affair during the production of this movie. Schrader fell in love and planned a proposed marriage to Kinski at the rap party, but she didn't attend and cut off all communication with him. He later tracked her down in Paris where she bluntly told him... Paul, I always fuck my directors, and with you, it was difficult. So, ouch. That's pretty, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Um, Malcolm McDowell, who played her brother Paul, revealed that the scene where he leaps on the bed in a cat-like fashion was shot with him jumping off the bed. Then they ran the film backwards. A re-recorded version of the film's title song, Cat People, which we just played, or Putting Out Fire, by Bowie, was included in his 1983 album Let's Dance. Originally, he wanted to use the original film version of the song, but MCA Records refused to license it. The specific... Let's see. The Oh, the species of big cats in this movie were black panthers, actually leopards. The term panther is a generic term for any large cat. The panthers in this movie are leopards, their distinctive black color being derived from a genetic recessive trait known as, as melanism, I think. Apparently, director Paul Schrader regretted using Cat People title after negative reaction to this movie occurred comparing it to the original Cat People. When Alice, played by Annette O'Toole, is stalked at the swimming pool, the sequence is a direct homage and remake from an equivalent scene in the original film. This scene is the main common element of the two movies, apart from there being cat people. They are completely different stories. In one of the film's deleted scenes, Natasha Kinski's real-life mother, 
played her half cat, half mom. I would like to have seen that one. Paul Schrader was first offered a revisionist remake script of Cat People from 1942 by Alan Armsby. Later, Schrader rewrote the screenplay and added the movie's perverse ending. The Big Cat section at the New Orleans Zoo depicted in this film was actually the set constructed for this picture on the Universal Studios' backlot. Reportedly explicit frontal nudity shots of Natasha Kinski have were shot during the production. Apparently, Kinski requested um, from producer Ned Tannen this nude footage not be allowed to be included in the movie. Details of this story are summarized in the book Easy Riders, Raging Bulls by Peter Biskin. Well, I mean, she was pretty naked through what I saw of the film, so... I'm not sure what else they got rid of. Uh, producer, producer Wilbur Stork had purchased the rights to the RKO library and intended to redo the horror classics with Universal. However, the relative box office failure of this film and The Thing from 1982 put um, these plans on hold and permanently because nothing has ever, no other remakes or sequels have been done. Interestingly, The Thing, although it got bad reviews at the time, went on to become a cult classic, and this Cat People uh, film from 1982 is considered a cult classic by some. Uh, Producer Ned Tennant reportedly said to director Paul Schrader, Paul, if I have to sit through this shit, then you do too. You made it. The UK press erroneously reported that John Hurt would be starring in this, having mistaken him for John Hurd. Ironically, John Hurt was refused entry into South Africa in 1978 when officials mistook him for John Hurd, a voracious, a, a vociferous opponent of apartheid. Bo Derek was originally scheduled to play the lead character. That eventually went to Natasha Kinski. Again, I thought she did a good job. Annette Tool discussed the fact that they used cougars that were dyed black because leopards are impossible to train. John Hurd revealed that he almost turned down the role because he believed it was a porno movie. He also recalled that he felt very awkward, particularly during the nude scenes. The film's director, Paul Schrafer, said of the film... Previously, I've made movies about daydreams. This is my first film about a nightmare. It's about what goes on when the lights go out, the unconscious world inhabited by erotic fantasies, and what Jacques Cousteau called the sacred monsters. When you're dealing with the fantastic, you need a place where people would accept it, i.e. the myth. New Orleans, where the film is shot, is one of those towns where you think almost anything can happen and probably has. Schrader has also said that the movie contained more skin than blood. He has said that it is a mythical film rather than a realistic one and has likened the relationship in the movie between Oliver and Irina to that of Dante and Beatrice. Malcolm McDowell was reluctant to make the film at first because he called the original film, quote, not so good, and was convinced by Schrader 
He was convinced by Schroeder to take on the material and its focus on the erotic horror elements. Producer-designer Federico Scarfiotti was credited as visual consultant <coughs> excuse me, because he was not a member of the relevant union at the time. Um, Annette O'Toole talked about filming the pool scene in a 2017 interview. She said, I love the original Cat People, but really only the title is the same. It's a completely different story in this version. The pool scene, though, was something they did to, they tried to recreate exactly. It was scary because it was shot in Pasadena at an old YMCA. It was the first time I had experienced being followed by this camera that was being operated from another room. So there was no one in the pool room except me and this enormous crane-like thing with a camera following me. It's really, it was very quiet and creepy and my voice would echo in this place so it was not hard to be scared out of my mind. Plus I was wet and cold and I was naked, which helped. Uh, let's see here. We already said this film came out at uh, this about the same time as The Thing from Another World's um, remake, which was, of course, just called The Thing. When asked about doing nude scenes, Annette O'Toole um, once said, I've always looked at nudity like it's just part of it. You read about it when you first get the script. If you have a problem with it, then you don't go out for the part. To me, this just happens to be my costume for the scene. It's just a little colder than normal. John Hurd, the human protagonist, is named Oliver Yates. In the original film, the character's name is Oliver Reed. This was most likely changed since the name has since become synonymous with the British actor. The Irina Reed character, played by Natasha Kinski in this film, is the same character name played by Simone Simon in the original Cat People. Simon was French, whereas um, Kinski is German. The remake had been touted for a number of years going back to 1978 before it was eventually remade and released. The bestial horror movie was made and released towards the tail end of the Hollywood cycle of werewolf pictures that had included American Werewolf in London from 1971, Wolfen, I'm sorry, from 1981, Wolfen from 1981, and The Howling from 1981. The colors of orange and lime are omnipresent throughout the film and their use is based on a thematic color concept for the picture. Malcolm McDowell plays a character dabbling in incest in this movie, something he had done a few years previously in the movie Caligula. The Alice Perrin character, played by Ned O'Toole, was played by Jane Randolph in the original Cat People and the sequel Curse of the Cat People, where the character was known as Alice Moore. Natasha Kinski is the daughter of Klaus Kinski, who was famed for playing another creature of the night just a few years earlier, the vampire Nosferatu and Nosferatu the Vampire from 1979. And he was pretty freaky in that. I'll give him that. 
Um, 25 minutes in, where Irina begins sketching the black cat, is where the original movie started. The scene where Annette O'Toole is walking down the street and the bus appears and a loud sound of the bus occurs a split second after seeing the bus is taken directly from the original. The film's cat people title refers to the characters in this film played by Kinski and McDowell who were the descendants of leopards that became human after eating human babies sacrificed to them. When these cat people make love, they revert to their cat form and must kill in order to return to being human. As such, it is only safe to procreate with relatives. Perhaps the biggest example of how director Paul Schrader intentionally made this movie more of a modern horror is the zookeeper played by Ed Bagley, who in the original was more low-key, um, and he simply didn't like the cage cat and recited a Bible verse from Revelations about it basically being a monster from hell. In this movie, Bagley's zookeeper is violently torn apart by the cat. The body count here is seven, possibly more due to Paul's implied frequent killing. Um, this says that Natasha Kinski spends 40% of the film in either a nightgown or nude. And the four main characters, McDowell, Kinski, O'Toole, and John Hurd, respectively have appeared nude in the film. And that's it for the trivia. On to the recipe. Um, yeah, you might have thought I was going to do something with cat food, but nope. I chose Serbian dishes because Irina was from Serbia. And I got some um, this information from the website wanderlust.co.uk, best Serbian food. So I'm just going to hit some of the highlights. I'll tell you now, I'm going to absolutely butcher these names um, because I just don't know how to say them. So couple of uh, Serbian foods. Serbia, don't know a lot about Serbia, but it is one of the countries that used to comprise uh, Yugoslavia after World War II. So first up, Sarma, S-A-R-M-A, is eaten all over the Middle East, Central Asia, and the Balkans. Serbia's version of this cabbage roll involves stuffing the cabbage with minced pork, rice, sauerkraut, and tomato sauce. And it can also be made um, with just vegetables. It's a popular dish traditionally eaten during winter months and mostly served during celebratory events. Sevapi, uh, C-E-V-A-P-I. In a nutshell, this is grilled meat eaten uh, in the Balkan countries. It's actually considered the national dish in neighboring Bosnia and Herzegovina, but you find plenty of it in all parts of Serbia. Typically, you'll be trying minced beef and pork shaped to look like small sausages. They are served with flatbread and sour cream, though you'll often find them with another dish I'm going to mention in a second. Uh, Gabanica, G-I-B-A-N-I-C-A, to summarize, in a few words would be tricky. There are so many different types. This phyllo pastry pie is filled with cottage cheese and egg and eaten in slices 
though it can be made of a number of different things, enjoyed hot or cold. Serbia's version is usually eaten cold and accompanied by some type of yogurt. Ajvar, A-G-V-A-R. This is a simple relish of blended red pepper, olive oil, and a lashing of salt. It comes in a small dish and is an ideal condiment for the many platters of uh, prosciutto and cheese you'll be eating during your stay. It might be Serbia's answer to hummus. Uh, Ernebes, U-R-N-E-B-E-S. The, the meaning of the word is akin to the English word for disorder or mess. So that gives you an idea of what this salty, at times fiery salad looks and tastes like. Some may find the term salad for this dish questionable and prefer the word spread to describe the unusual consistency of mushed salty cheese, sour cream, spicy chili peppers, salt, and garlic. Uh, Regardless of how you choose to classify it, it is certainly unique. It is often enjoyed in, I think it's Nice, NIS, Serbia's third largest city, although you will find it in other areas as well. Kajmak, K-A-G-M-A-K. It's a dairy product, and it's uh, effectively a type of clotted cream, though it's actually raw, unpasteurized cheese made from cow, goat, or sheep milk. We've also heard of it being made from buffalo milk. Astipki, U-S-T-I-P-C-I, are fluffy fried donut balls, again enjoyed throughout the Balkans. If you're in Navi Sad or elsewhere in northern Serbia, keep your eyes peeled for these treats. They're much loved. They're made out of flour, egg, milk, yeast, oil, and of course are fried. The Vanilice, I think. V-A-N-I-L-I-C-E. This is, of course, the main ingredient. You can tell from the title is vanilla. They're walnut and vanilla cookies made with lard, sugar, flour, egg, lemon, walnuts, all smushed together and baked and finished off with a dollop of raspberry or apricot jam. They're often petite, bite-sized, and usually only made in the wither months around Christmas time. Uh, Rakija, R-A-K-I-J-A. This is the one drink I'm going to mention here. Um, this is a potent fruit brandy, which serves as Serbians, Serbia's national drink. At 40% APV, you won't need more than a shot or two at dinner to feel a buzz, especially since the shot is typically quite large, served in a miniature wine glass or beaker of sorts. So there are other dishes, but those are the ones I'm going to highlight here. So if you're like me, you didn't know anything about Serbian dishes at all. Um... 
before this, so I would like to check some of those out if I'm ever somewhere and they're serving them. So where to find us? We're on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Please give us a five-star rating if you like what you're hearing. We need all the help we can get. We're also on Twitter at Food and Fright. Contact us by email at foodandfright at gmail.com or check out our website at foodandfrighteningfilmfanatics.podbean.com. I hope you enjoyed that brief overview of Cat People. I think that's one of the franchises that typically doesn't get much attention. Um, So I was interested to watch all of those movies again. So until next week, stay safe and watch out for Cat People. Bye.